In this video, I'm gonna give you the four pillars that I've developed over the last 10 years of working in the digital space, both as an agency owner, a consultant, and an employee uh, that's helped me to build not only one million dollar agency, but uh, in the process of building another multi-million dollar one. And then again, just all the learnings across all the client work, uh, all the agencies that I've worked with over the last decade of my life. So the first is knowledge. Uh, if you want to be successful as an agency owner, you absolutely have to have a deep expertise in your service, no excuses. Number two is process. If you want to build and scale an agency, you've got to have an, an underlying system to essentially turn your service into a product. Number three is people. You just can't do everything yourself. There's not enough hours in the day. And if you want to get to a certain point in terms of revenue and profitability, you've got to have the right people underneath you to support you. Number four is leads. You really need to have a steady stream of predictable leads that can help you generate business. So the rest of this video, I'm going to talk about all four of these pillars in detail. So let's go ahead and dive right in. SEO is just incredibly difficult now. There's so many different moving pieces. You can't just put keywords on a page and build links anymore. You've got to know what you're doing. Uh, not only do you need to get results for people if you want to build an agency, but People need to trust you if you're going to sell it to them, especially if you're selling a high-ticket item like SEO. When you're pitching a prospect, that trust comes from expertise and being able to communicate that expertise, which comes from product knowledge. So I'm going to talk about how we can develop this knowledge. So I'm going to assume if you're watching this that you know SEO, but even people that I hire that are experts in SEO, I make them go back and restart with the basics. I put them through my training course that starts with the basics of how search and engines work and how they interact with websites. So much of SEO now is taught on hacks that you just can't build an agency on. You've really got to understand the nuts and bolts of how the internet works, really, if you want to be successful. And it's not rocket science. Um, if you just go back, buy a domain, set up the hosting, cPanel, DNS, set it up on WordPress, whatever CMS that you're comfortable with using, you need to understand how websites work and function from a basic technical perspective if you really want to be successful in terms of your knowledge in this space. I mean, Google's Webmaster Guidelines are literally a blueprint for technical SEO that a lot of people don't even talk about when we're discussing SEO, but really should be the building blocks of your knowledge, your staff's knowledge, um, or if you're just beginning with this, start there, start with building a website and hit the ground running from there. I have a really, really good guide um, that I wrote. I called the Advanced Intro to Search Engine Optimization. You can click this link. You'll have it in the slides uh, that I provide to you at the end of this. I strongly suggest you check it out. It, it chronicles everything from how search engines work to where SEO is going in, in the future as well. It's, it's worth your time to read it. Once you've got that down, there's so much information on the internet that's there at your disposal. I'm literally sitting here because I took the initiative to seek information that I needed. When you're actively building a website, uh, starting something from the ground up, you can piece together the information that you're missing and just use literally Google to find the pieces that you're missing. Again, that's why it's so important to start something from the ground up so when you hit a wall, you can just search for it, right? You're building something, you search for it. That's how you learn, that's how you grow is when you hit a wall, you go, you put the effort in, you figure it out. And all the information that you need is out there. There's so many amazing blogs, YouTube channels, and guides that will help you. Uh, but again, the key is to be actively working on something, working on a website if you're a beginner, or working on client campaigns. And I don't know, a lot of people in this industry, they put out a lot of crap, but there's a lot of courses out there. And I strongly suggest you pay for them. Um, I have some recommendations on the next slide, but there's a platform called Clarity. This is my profile here. If I were to go back in time when I was getting started and I knew about this platform, it's literally a place where experts list themselves and you can just pay them by the minute for their advice. If you have an organized list of questions, 
10 minutes of your time, you can get so much information that will jump you leaps and bounds in terms of your knowledge and understanding in this industry. You can literally pick the brains of some of the smartest people in this industry for a few bucks uh, and get all the information that you need and save you a lot of time as well if you've got a little money to spend. So there's nothing wrong with paying information. Again, you'll get this information. Just make sure you refer to this deck. I'm not going to cover that here in this video. And just get experience by any means necessary. This is something that uh, I really harp to people when they ask me for advice. Aside from building your own websites, if, if you're not a beginner, if you have an agency already, start side projects. Build something on the side. Create an e-commerce site, an affiliate site. Get your hands dirty building something, especially if you've been working with clients for a long time. You forget how many steps go into SEO, right? You pick up a website that's already built, that's already got traffic, it's already got a brand, all that stuff. When you have to build something from scratch, you realize how much goes into SEO. And again, that's how you learn. It's how you stay sharp and it's how you stay ahead of the game in, in this ever-changing landscape. Go and work for a big agency if possible. I know it's not the, the best option if you already have an agency, but you can be a contractor. That's what I did. My start, I, I used to work at a big consulting firm, and then I became, uh, I wanted to start an agency, so I, I tried and I failed. And then what I did is I realized that there was a lot of knowledge that I didn't have, a lot of gaps that I couldn't fill on my own. So I went to be a contractor at a big agency, and I made good money, but I also got to work hands-on on campaigns like Target, BestBuy.com. And I also got to see how some of the biggest and best agencies in the world function. And that experience for me was invaluable and is a large reason why I'm sitting here today. Another thing is you can just go and offer free work to friends and family. You know, run a free audit, build them a strategy, give them recommendations, etc. Something that doesn't take up too much of your time, not offering to manage their campaign. But again, filling in pieces of a campaign where you might be missing a technical audit, you have to... The only way you can learn this stuff is by doing it and failing and learning and doing it and failing and learning and doing it over again and continuously improving and honing your skill set. This is a knife that you have to sharpen over time. It's not something that you just, again, pick up one time. You have to be doing this. And once you have that done in regards to building your agency, go deep with your expertise. One of the biggest mistakes that I made when I was trying to build my first agency was we were doing only SEO and I thought, man, like uh, we're getting a lot of requests for Facebook ads. Let me go hire someone and build a Facebook ad uh, practice within the agency. It was a bad idea. We just weren't ready for that and ended up folding and falling on its face. But what I did was I took that person, I transitioned them into being a full-time link outreach person. So we were able to build a service within SEO that supported SEO. And then we were able to easily pivot that into doing things like influencer outreach, which opened up a whole new revenue opportunity for us. But I was leveraging the same people that were supporting the overall process and that overall goal of more organic traffic. So I suggest at first you start by going deep because SEO is so deep. And like I said, there's literally multi-million dollar markets within SEO, like a link building, content marketing, keyword research, all that stuff, technical SEO. These are all sub aspects of the greater topic that is SEO that can net you a lot of additional revenue or some other things and some other things that we'll talk about at the outset of this webinar. But it also gives you the ability to outpitch competitors by offering high value, low effort items that fold well into what you're pitching. So again, if I we both have SEO agencies and uh, I'm pitching link building or Instagram influencer outreach campaigns and you're not, it gives me a leg up uh, on what I'm able to offer in terms of service to clients. And it's a big selling point that will really will help you grow. Uh, finally, we come to the good stuff. If you've seen any of my content before, you know I am a process nut, and I firmly believe it is the most important aspect of any business, but especially agencies, because of how much there is to do and because of what a process can do for your bottom line and just your overall mental well-being as well. I'm going to talk a lot about this. So a few things. A framework is not a process. A framework is a high-level template. It is not enough. For example, when we look at SEO as a whole, we can say, okay, we got to do a technical audit, 
keyword research, on-page optimization, content creation, and link acquisition. If you know SEO, you know that those are pretty much the cornerstones of how to get results. But that's a framework. It's not a process. You can't just go to an employee and say, hey, we're doing SEO. Go run a technical audit. Go do keyword research. They're going to do what they know, and oftentimes it's going to be wrong. If you want to run an effective agency, your people have to be on point and your service has to be amazing. And you can mitigate that and manage it by having a detailed process because that is a roadmap on how to execute that framework. Anybody can learn SEO, but if you want to make money, you have to know how to execute it. That's worth repeating. Anyone can learn SEO, but if you want to make money, you have to know how to execute it. So let's look at the technical audit, for example. Let's build a mini process for this. So one step might be we get access to all their search console analytics, tag manager. We start a crawl, running Screaming Frog, Deep Crawl, Sitebub, all great tools. We got to review the robots.txt file, review 301s, 404 codes, 301 redirects. And we got to send it to the client. That's obviously a very short, abridged version. But you can see how we're starting to break this down. And now we can look at these things as tasks and checklists. So if we're talking about something very advanced, like a technical audit, we can break it down into a step-by-step checklist or sub-processes that's going to help anyone of pretty much any skill level with a lot less knowledge, i.e. a lot less cost, execute the task at a high. So let's look at 301 redirects as an example. If we break that down into a checklist, we got to open up the crawl. We got to filter, literally, picture a spreadsheet for the status codes. We got to cross check 301 redirects, check for hops, check for anything unusual, et cetera, et cetera. Now you can see how this, we can take this and pass it to anyone. If we just build a video overview of, hey, this is how to review a 301 redirect, uh, you do this, filter this, literally just follow what I just told you, then we can literally get some pretty entry level people who are going to execute this for us, which again means lower cost for you. So, Again, SEO is simple, but scaling it is hard. So I want to show you our specific agency processes because that's why you're here. Honestly, this is the most valuable thing that anyone's given you a webinar because I'm opening up the book. So for us, it starts before they are a lead. What that means is, this is a screenshot of our old website, but you cannot get in contact with us through phone, through email. If you want to get in touch with us, you have to hit our contact form. And this is literally only for service inquiries. I don't want to waste any of my people's time chasing down people who aren't serious about working with us. So you hit the contact form and I want to qualify them. So what I do is I set up, uh, this is a screenshot from Active Campaign, an automated e- email sequence. And what it does is it sends them automatic emails that's going to send them a link to book a time on my calendar. Again, I want to cut down all the in-between time because your time as an owner as the most important person in the agency is valuable. So even by doing this, we're talking about saving 10 minutes. That adds up if you have a lot of leads coming in, which again, we're going to talk about. So it sends them an automatic email and they're able to book a time on my calendar, but also fill out some pre-qualification questions for us, right? So we have about 10 questions that we make people fill out because again, I don't want to get on the phone with someone. I don't want to spend 30 minutes of my valuable time talking to someone who isn't serious about becoming a client and can't afford to pay us as a client. So I put them through this process, which after they fill it out, it allows them to literally book a time on my calendar. And you can see here, all I do in the morning is I wake up and I check my calendar and I can see who has booked an appointment and I click on those little links there and it will tell me exactly what that questionnaire says. So again, this filters into our pipeline. It's all an automated process that allows me to manage my entire sales pipeline completely hands-free. So if the call goes well, then they get a proposal. Our proposal process is actually laid out on our website in a free blog post. Again, I'm going to send you that link. It's worth reviewing because that is a templated process, uh, just seamless, beastly process as well. We spit out some very high quality proposals in a very short period of time. It's worth reviewing. 
If they accept, then they get onboarded, which of course we have a process for. This is all automated as well. We have all of our onboarding questions built out. It has 50 questions that ask about their business, that ask about their marketing, what they've done in the past, do so they have any toxic links, etc. And this allows us to get familiar with the client, get my team familiar with the client, because we'll use this to have an internal kickoff call to review that client so we make sure that everyone is on the same page about it. This also has an onboarding process as well. So you can see here down it says, uh, we get an agreement signed, send the invoice, set up client folder and drive, uh, send onboarding email, et cetera, et cetera, set it up in Screaming Frog, et cetera, et cetera. So again, you can see how this is now able to, I'm not as a business owner doing all this stuff because it's, it's not a good use of my time, right? I can get somebody at the executive assistant level who's not gonna cost me very much, just a few dollars an hour, to literally onboard very expensive clients because we have a process for it. Then each client gets a project calendar. So again, we use a template project plan that we then edit. We use Google Sheets and Asana now too for our, some of our bigger clients. But this is all templated. This is all streamlined ahead of time. We literally just make a copy. We change the client. And then we'll go through and we'll customize based on their onboarding questionnaire. We'll move tasks around. It's very easy to do. But because we have a pre-built template for it, we're able to set this up and set up a project plan in less than 20 minutes as opposed to three weeks, which it takes some agencies, which really pisses off clients. And I'm able to pass that to the client, which they love because they see, hey, they've got a concrete plan for the next six months, everything mapped out by date and everything so they know what's coming. Internally, we have an SOP guidance for everything. SOP stands for Standard Operating Procedure. So this is a screenshot from our keyword research file. Um, it literally walks somebody through step by step by step how to do keyword research. Same thing, this is from our uh, website quality audits, one of the audits that we run step by step by step by how to do it. So again, when we talk about processes and subtasks and being able to push this to people uh, who are going to cost me a lot less, a process is key for that. I'm not just going to go to somebody and be like, hey, do keyword research for me because again, you're just going to spin your wheels and pull your hair out because they're not going to know what to do. But if you have a process and if you have it down pat, they're going to know exactly what to do. So let's get a little bit more specific. So when it comes to delivering client work, we like to batch it and stagger delivery. So this here is a screenshot of um, canned responses in Google. What it allows me to do is for every single deliverable that we have, I have a canned response, so I don't have to spend any time running my email. So I actually have an assistant who runs all my emails for me. And when I say that we batch work, by having that project plan done up front, what we do is we stagger the dates. So keyword research gets done uh, within the first week, but we don't send it to the client until week four. Why? Because we have other stuff that we're communicating with them too. So we stagger that delivery to add what I like to call perceived value. Perceived value is very important when working with clients because we want to be constantly peppering them with stuff, staying in touch so they see the value in what we're doing. And we're able to delay that time frame when they're looking for results. You know it's going to take six to 12 months. But if we're in constant communication, sending them deliverables, sending them nice emails, then we're, what I like to, like to say, we're adding perceived value, which goes a, such a long way when it comes to client retention, which is process segues perfectly into pillar number three, which is people. You need to find people who are going to help you out and push your agency because there's not enough hours in the day. You just cannot do everything yourself. You cannot be doing the work. You need to be managing and growing the business and you need people that are integral to your success in order to do that. When you're first starting, you're selling yourself and your knowledge, but as you grow, you're selling people. And when you sell other people, you're selling their skill set, their knowledge, that process is critical to getting the right people in place because, again, it allows you to hire much lower cost workers. When you're a startup agency, you don't have all that revenue and margin to hire people. You can hire entry-level people because if you give them a process, they're able to follow that. And then they're able to get lower cost workers offshore underneath them and just manage them and manage the process, right? So when I first started the agency, when we were very small, all of our doing was offshore, but our thinking was done local. So I would hire local 
SEO strategists that were essentially pro program managers, and they would manage all aspects of their process. So they would have somebody do keyword research, somebody run a technical audit, somebody do the analytics, uh, somebody do the dev, and they would manage them as their own little team, almost like an essentially like a little agency. Uh, and each one of my people was a different cornerstone of the agency. We had a content person, link person, uh, an SEO manager as well. And again, having those processes allowed us to hire really low-cost offshore workers who were super effective and became SEO experts in themselves because of the process. So again, when you're first getting started off, I'm just going to break this down into what I like to call phases. Uh, when you're doing zero to 10K a month in monthly recurring revenue, that's what MRR stands for. It's really just you. You got to be superhuman. You are a consultancy. I hear a lot of people saying all the time that they have an agency and I ask them what they're doing in revenue uh, or how many people they have. And they're like, oh, it's just me. It's like, you're not an agency, you're a consultant. That's not a bad thing. You just need to accept that and move to the fact because you need to grow and you need to hire people. You just can't do everything yourself. People who are stuck in this phase are people who refuse to delegate. They can't delegate. Delegating is a skill set. Read any book by any powerful business person throughout history and they're going to tell you that delegation is an important part of growth. You need to let go of the reins and hire some people that you can trust because, again, they have a process that you built for them. So phase number one is a startup agency. So this is when you're doing between 10 and 25K a month in MRR, um, recurring revenue. You've probably got one to three people locally and three to six people in offshore support. This is about where we were. Um, this is when you're starting to hit a little bit of confidence as an agency and you can start to call yourself an agency. you got a few of those employees in your in-house, right? Oop, going the wrong way. So phase two is what I call the scaling agency. This is when you're doing between 25 and 100K in monthly recurring revenue. You've got up to 10 people probably locally in-house, and you've got a good offshore team because, again, this is when you're scaling. This is when I like to say this is when you're just pushing that top-level revenue. You're getting a lot of people in the door. You're getting a lot of clients in door, and you're just cranking out work. But eventually what you're going to do is you're going to hit a point where – you got to start raising your prices, right, as an agency because you just can't grow past a certain point. And this is when you start to cap your offshore and start to hire much more people locally because when you're working with bigger clients, they have a different expectation in terms of communication, uh, in terms of availability, in terms of skill sets. And honestly, local people, you need them in your office. You need to have them trained. There's just a different level, right? A process is great. We still use them at our bigger agency. But those processes are constantly adapting. We're doing a lot more custom work on top of it. So we capped our offshore people at a certain amount. Basically, I don't want to say we capped our offshore people. Is what happened is at first when you're getting started, there's a basic ratio you can figure out to the number of people that you need locally versus the number of people that you need offshore. Generally, it's like one to four, one to three, right? But as we grew and got to that certain point where we were doing a lot more in monthly recurring and we were working with bigger clients that were paying us 20, 40, 50K a month, we knew that we needed more local support for them, and especially because the retainers are so much higher, you can afford to pay those people, right? That's really what this is all about. We want to provide jobs for people locally. That's amazing. Um, so we started to curb our offshore hiring and hire more locally. So this is what I call the small agency. This is when you really got momentum. This is when you're you know, doing a couple million a year. Um, still small in the grand scheme of things, but you're really growing, start to, starting to grow fast, and things are starting to snowball. Uh, and then you get into the 250 to half million a month of recurring, 20 to 50 people. Again, you can see that I capped the offshore people amount, same thing there. Uh, and then we get up into a larger agency, which is doing about 1.5 a month in recurring. Uh, and this is, damn, I keep going the wrong way. I apologize. Uh, you know, like a hundred people locally, a big, a big agency. And then you just get into the behemoths, the sapient night, the sapient razor fishes, the digitas of the world that are billion dollar companies. Um, which if you're watching this and you own that company, um, you don't need to be watching this. You're better than me. Okay, <laughs> move on. Anyways. So there's no right or wrong way to do it. That's just the basic framework that I built out based on my experience. 
the point is, uh, people are a critical aspect of growth and scaling. You cannot do it without them. This is actually a picture of three of my uh, first hires here. Amazing girls, um, all hired entry level with uh, minor skill sets that our process really honed, and they're now marketing experts who are better at SEO than I am. Um, so again, if you have a proper process and internal training in place, it goes a long way to get the right building blocks to build on. And you want to focus on hiring people who can think for themselves and solve problems. That's you know, we actually just interviewed a few new people at our agency, and one of my partners asked me what I was looking for, and I said, look at two things. Number one is that people who know how to solve problems on their own without bringing it to management because management has enough stress to deal with. We don't need to hear about every little thing that breaks in a client campaign. I want somebody who can step up to the plate and who can handle a client, right? That means do the work and also communicate to a client and handle them and deal with situations on their own. And then again, people who can think for themselves, I give them a process and now we're at the point where our people are so talented, they're building their own processes on top of this and it's becoming like a web of just amazing work uh, that we're able to scale up on uh, and again, just bring more talented people in and it makes their life easier. They're able to focus on things that makes them happy. When you have these processes in place, you can see even as you're growing as an agency, they're still the core of what you're doing because it still frees up those people's time and I want my employees to be happy. That's one of the main reasons I love having a business because I'm able to provide a job to somebody who gets to wake up every day and do something that they'd like to do. That to me is everything. And when you have those processes in place, it frees up so much of their time. That means they're happy. They can do other things. They can work on side projects. They can work on passion projects. They don't have to work 60 hours a week. They can get what they need to get done and take a long weekend. And I'm happy to give it to them because they did a great job and they're getting everything done. So this leads me into pillar number four, which is leads. If you want to grow and scale to that 1.5 million a month of recurring revenue, you've got to have a steady stream of inbound leads. And there's a million ways to do it. Um, but once your service is streamlined, you're ready to scale. So you've got the processes, you've got some people, you've got a hiring structure in place. You can turn your attention to generating leads. So to baseline and predict growth, you need a steady stream of leads from predictable sources. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to run you through a bunch of different tactics that I've done with, but I want to start with a few tips of advice that are really going to help you to sell, right? Number one is building case studies and social proof. So we document everything as an agency. This is one from Weber's. This is just one of our clients. Another one is um, Predator Nutrition. When you get people results, show it. Beat your chest about it. Case studies and social proof are everything. Case studies and social proof are everything. Another thing is building that reputation and social proof. I like to get testimonials when possible from happy customers. It's difficult to do, but if you have happy customers, ask them. I like to get reviews. We have a ton of awesome reviews on Facebook, a ton of awesome reviews on Google+. And when I show these to people, I put these in all of our proposals. I say, find me another agency that's reviewed as, as good as ours. And that is a huge selling point to somebody. People want to see their colleagues saying great things about, about the work that your agency does. But People don't do this stuff naturally. You have to reach out to them. You have to build that relationship with your clients. And you got to spend the time to build your reputation. It doesn't just come on its own. You have to build it. Um, so I'm going to go into some tactics to generate leads. Um, I always start with content marketing because it's been so powerful for me. Obviously, I'm giving you a webinar as a piece of content. Um, but it's not for everyone. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. And you've got to be able to write or create. I used to be a shitty writer. I did not was not a great student. But I re when I realized that writing was going to make me money, I worked on it tirelessly. I blog nonstop and I got really good at it to beat my own chest. I'm sorry, but I got really good at writing and it's been the number one driver of leads for my agency. Um, so yeah, it is what it is. A perfect example is uh, a, a blog post. If you just Google legal SEO, lawyer SEO, this blog post that I have ranks first for it and it drives so many leads because of all the attorneys that are searching for it. We have a ton of attorney clients. Um, you know, I'm covered in tattoos, head to toe all over my hands, but I still have a ton of attorney clients because they see this post and I know they know what I'm talking about. So content sells. And if you're an SEO, you should be able to get content to rank or get it in front of people the right way to get them to sell. So another one that I love is speaking at niche conferences. So 
I do not go to industry conferences. You will not catch me at uh, any MozCon or search engine land. It's just not for me. It's a waste of my time. There are great people there. It's awesome for networking. But in terms of getting ready leads, it's not great. Why? Because it's filled with other SEOs who already work for other companies. It's not the best way to generate revenue for your company. But what you want to do is think about niche conferences, people where no other SEOs will be there, marketing agencies will be there, so you can speak directly to those people. So conferences for doctors, attorneys, um, plumbing professionals, uh, gambling, casinos, there's tons of them if you just look for it. And what we've done is I built a process for uh, my VA to prospect for conferences and then send a canned pitch to each of them. So basically all she does is I give her a bunch of keywords. You can see them up there in yellow. She goes through uh, and she finds the conference, gives me the URL, the speaker URL, and then I build a pitch for her and she sends it on, on my behalf. So I have a steady stream of niche speaking engagements that I'm constantly landing as well. Another great one is to start a meetup. Our agency runs meetups both in Miami and Philadelphia. The screenshot below is the one from Philadelphia. It's called the Technical SEO Meetup. And this is great. It drives consistent leads because my partner, Nick Eubanks, um, found a niche in which our agency could provide tremendous value where no one else was and no one else could. So we are a technical SEO agency. That's what we want to sell. So we decided to create a meetup surrounded by that where we have one every month and we are constantly presenting findings for clients. Um, you know, I gave one on the importance of UX. One of our uh, SEO strategists gave one on how to do technical keyword research. Nick gave one on crawl budgets. Um, and every time they generate leads or they generate buzz and it's a way for us to provide value in the community while capturing leads um, and also furthering our brand at the same time. You know, a few words here is that meetups are a lot of work. You've got to put together the content. You've got to get food for people. You've got to host them. You've got to do them consistently. Otherwise, it'll just die out. But if you can do it, it is a great way to generate leads. Another one is to join a networking group. So when I first got started, I joined both Chamber of Commerce and BNI, which is what this horrible screenshot is from. Uh, but they were a great source of leads for me, especially if you're just getting started out, um, because all you got to do is, is get off your ass and network. Networking is not a skill set of mine at all. I'm an introvert. I can get behind a microphone, but you put me in a room full of people and I just want to eat stuff and get hammered. Um, but I don't do well in those events. But BNI was great because you're literally forced to give other people referrals. And again, if you just if you literally just show up, you will get probably 15k a month in revenue just off the ground. You will get clients if you just show up. You will get clients. Um, but again, it's tough. You got to get up early. You got to go every week. If you don't go, they'll kick you out. It's a lot of work. But again, if you can't do these other things, a networking group is a really good source of leads. I run a lot of paid traffic from Facebook, starting to push into Instagram, YouTube as well. Um, they all work, but the key is the setup. You've got to have a funnel. And when I say a funnel, that means you've got to have some piece of value that you can get people to click on, either capture their email, give them an ebook, a webinar, a discount, um, get them to opt in on a landing page, get them to an email list where you have an email funnel going. So you've got an email automation that's sending them constant information and then trying to convert them on the back end. And then also remarketing is a huge thing. So after they've downloaded that guide, remarket them to the next level. So what a funnel means is the top of the funnel is going to be your ebook. Your mid funnel is going to be some sort of offer or pitch about your business. And then bottom of the funnel is obviously getting them to close, offering them a consult, whatever that may be. But if you want to advertise on social media, you've got to have a funnel. I have a link down here. Again, it's my guide for a funnel. I gave a presentation on Moz whiteboard Friday, where I talked about building a funnel, really good information. If you're interested in doing that, it's a great way to generate leads as well. This here is a screenshot from my friend Cotton Grammer. I sold this from him, so I want to get credit. You can ask for referrals. So if you have existing clients that are happy, they are a great way to get you new business through referrals. Business owners, no business owners. I know dozens of business owners. And if you were to ask me to refer some sort of business, I would be happy to refer you to a colleague if I knew that you did good work. So if you, if, if you did good work for me, you built me a great website, 
I'm happy to refer you to a customer, but you got to ask me to do it. I'm not going to do it on my own. So you can automate this by, if you have an email list, you have all your clients, you just send them a send them a survey that says, Hey, on a scale of one to 10, that's what NPS stands for net promoter score. How happy are you with my service? If it's a 10, then you hit them back up via email and say, Hey, look at, you know, if you refer me a client, I'll give you a free month. If you refer me a client, would you like to refer me a client? I'm trying to grow my business. Most of the time people are going to do it for free, but if you have some sort of incentive, you know, maybe you did some extra work for them, then people will give you referrals. It is the best way. Referrals are the best way to get business because referrals almost always close. Leads have a very different conversion rate depending on where they're coming from, but referrals close. Uh, there's just nothing like it. So if you can get your existing clients to get you other clients, it's an easy and painless way to generate leads fast. This is more for people who are just beginning and looking to get their first revenue in the door. So this is a screenshot from Fiverr. You all know what it is where you can sell microservices. I like to sell them to other agencies. You know, you could use Upwork and stuff, but it's kind of a lot of work. But if you get really, really good at one aspect of your service, you can sell that very easily to other agencies. Our agency is constantly looking for contractors, reliable people who can help us out with an aspect of our service. We're always overloaded. If you could come in and be like, I do amazing keyword research, I do amazing link outreach, I do amazing UX, then we will hire you on a contractor basis and that's revenue for your agency. Agencies are always looking for support. The beautiful thing too is as you grow, you can flip the script to where you can set up affiliate relationships with other agencies, consultants, or sales professionals. So for example, when you're just getting started, you offer your service to other agencies. But once you get good enough, once you have that process down, once you've got that brand built, you've got those reviews, you've got everyone who wants to work with you, you can then set up an affiliate program or white label relationships with other customers, with other people where you say, hey, look it, I've got this badass SEO service. We get results. Uh, people love working with us. If you refer me business, I'll pay you 15% recurring off the top. It's a no brainer for a lot of people, uh, especially those who don't know, like SEO is in such high demand. A lot of people don't know how to do it. They're happy to take a 15% margin on doing no work. And you're able to do that once you get to that point. So you start by selling microservices, then you flip the script and you set up affiliate relationships or white label relationships with other agencies. I get so many emails from people trying to do cold pitches and yeah, they piss me off, but sometimes they get done really well and uh, I'll hire those people. I actually have a business partner right now for a side business who sent me a cold email and he offered to solve one of my problems. And when he did that, I hired him right off the bat. Don't just send someone a sales pitch out of left field. It's never going to work. So I really like video audits. That's when you go to somebody's website, you do a video audit, you find a bunch of issues, you tell them how you would fix it, and you send it to them. And then you say, oh, by the way, if you need some help fixing this, let me know. Let's have a conversation. Let's talk about it. Um, we built a proprietary audit that we have a VA run. So we'll, we'll prospect for a bunch of websites, we'll run the audit, and then we'll send them the results. And uh, it works really well. And I'll do a video for them just like this for five minutes, and uh, I get a lot of phone calls that way. It works really, really well. If you've got the chops or you, once you get to a certain point, we love building tools and distributing them, promoting them as content. It's a more advanced tactic, but there's no better way uh, to generate leads because it shows that you know what you're talking about. It shows you that you have technical acumen. It shows that you're a thought leader um, and that generate just a ton of attraction, uh, a ton of leads. We just put stuff together in Google Sheets and Data Studio, like templates that we use and we promote them. And um, we've gotten some amazing clients this way. Uh, if you have the the means to build tools, I would say make that your number one way to generate leads because it just works like wildfire. Finally, this is not quite a lead generation tactic, but 
it is in a sense because at the end of the day, you just never know where a lead can come from. This is a screenshot. Uh, the dude in purple is uh, my new business partner. He actually acquired my agency in January. He's been a, a buddy of mine, a colleague for years who ran a competing agency for years. And we were always cool. Like if you just stay courteous to people, be genuine, be passionate about what you do, respect others. Like there's no reason for competition. There's so much work out there that other agencies can be your best friend sometimes. Take pride in your work and I promise you good things will come to you. So this is just a general piece of advice for life in general too, but just be a cool person and good things will come back to you, I promise. So that's all I got from this webinar. I hope you really enjoyed it. I'm going to leave you a link underneath. I'm having an in-person training. If you liked what you saw, imagine having all this done for you in person. What I'm going to do for you is give you all those processes that I showed you from my agency, everything from how to run an advanced technical audit, how to manage projects, how to sell everything. I'm going to give you the templates that we use. I'm going to give you the standard operating procedures, and I'm going to train you on how to do it. I'm going to show you how to build and scale an agency in three days time. I promise you it is going to change the direction of your agency. So again, there's going to be a link below this video. I hope you check it out and I hope to see you in Miami.